there. Good morning. I wasn't sure I had one, so I just grabbed a handful, and by golly, I got plenty of pens. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm sorry it's a little confusing this morning because there's sunshine out there. It's Saturday morning. It can't possibly be Saturday. We have had, um, let's see, 11 teen consecutive Saturdays with rain, drizzle, and gray, and it is gorgeous. I mean, it is breathtakingly beautiful out there. If you are not yet out and around, get out and around, carry your radio with you. iHeartMedia goes real well on your phone. That's how I do uh, all my workouts uh, most mornings with Bobby Gunther Walsh. I kick it on iHeartMedia on the phone, take it downstairs into the gym, scream and yell a lot, say some adult language, and uh, get my workouts done. <laughs> so, he can't hear you, uh, too. No, it's got nothing to do with him. It's just generally I'm running around. Uh, but oh, what a gorgeous day. It was oh, a sure glorious even, evening last uh, evening, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed your Friday evening. You'll enjoy today, tomorrow. Uh, welcome to More Than Money. If you're not a loyal listener, we welcome you especially to uh, this experience that we hope you will find um, informational. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hope uh, on occasion you may even find it inspirational. Uh, rarely, if ever, entertaining. Rarely, <laughs> if ever. And if you do find yourself being even mildly entertained, we deeply apologize. That is certainly not our intent. Mm-mm. And when I say ours, you've got Gene Dickison, a personal financial advisor with 780 years of experience, and your host. I'm <laughs> so excited to introduce to you Alyssa Young, good morning. <laughs> good morning. You are well, I trust. I am, thank you. You're very As, happy about the weather. Yes, it's lovely. This is the best kind of weather. It's perfect. And when you came in the studio, it was still warm. Yes, <laughs> in fifty-seven uh, minutes, it'll be cold in here. <laughs> She's got it down to a science, my friends. <laughs> if you are just joining us for the first time, you'll find that more than money, we cover lots of ground. It might be investments, it might be your retirement, it might be income taxes, it might be IRAs or Roth conversions, it might be estate planning. Who do you name as your executor? Who do you name as your trustee? Who in the world would you name as the guardian of your kids? These are really, really challenging questions, or it could be a business question about how to set up the ownership of your business, start a business. Maybe it's a franchise question. Maybe it's a sales question. You're selling your business. You want to move on and enjoy the golden years of your life, whatever age that might be at. Uh, We recently bumped into the story of a friend of a friend, actually cousin of a good friend, who sold his business for just north of $100 million. And uh, not an older person, so uh, he and his bride will be enjoying um, a lot of financial independence. That's wonderful. It is a wonderful thing. So if you have questions about all those things or anything else that's got a dollar sign connected to your life, and to be quite honest, if it's interesting, we don't even require the dollar sign. We talk about all kinds. It's called more than money. That's the whole idea because we philosophically are more than money advisors in our more than money world headquarters in the Holy Lands between Bethlehem and Nazareth. We have a rather personal approach to our clients, a rather high uh, touch, strong relationship. Um, We care about our clients on lots and lots of levels, certainly financially. I get that. 
Sure, everybody does. That's that's kind of as they would say in poker. That's anti up. That's just <laughs> that's just the price of getting in the game. And the caring part and the service part is joyful, joyful. And we care about you, and we would love to serve you. Absolutely love to serve you. Um, certainly, uh, phone calls would be deeply appreciated. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred six one zero. 720-7900. You may send us emails. Emails work really, really nicely. Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com. A-L-Y-S-S-A at askmtm.com. And you've got Gene at askmtm.com. And, of course, if you have um, the wish to go a bit further afield or maybe share our show with someone that you care about that's further afield, through the miracles of iHeartMedia and modern technology. They simply need to log on to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. Hit the listen live button, and uh, you get sound crystal clear uh, coast to coast and border to border. And, of course, if they have questions along the way, they hit the Ask Gene button, comes right to us through our smartphones, smartphones and goodness happy to serve you happy to serve you you had a good week i did um it was busy Mm. i spent uh thursday almost all all day um the meetings with our estate planning attorney partner were with my clients (laughs) wow (laughs) so i said you're like helping all of my people all day long so I sat in on a few of those meetings and then had quarterly reviews with those clients after they were done with their estate planning and will review discussions. So that was a very productive day. And I think everybody left um, feeling good about starting the planning process that, you know, everybody said they felt relieved. So glad that they had a talk with Keith Stroll. Um, so he's very helpful. And I always appreciate that. Um, met a couple of new folks this week and um yeah, it was. It went real fast, and then I, I almost forgot that it was a short week. I forgot we had Memorial Day on oh, Monday. Yeah, <laughs> I was right. like, "Oh, that's why this week flew by extra fast." But well, and when you're busy, yeah. oh my gosh, it's so much more fun. It is more fun. Can yeah. you imagine poor people that sit at a job where they've got little or nothing to do? I would lose my mind. Oh gosh, yeah. it's got to be dreadful. And folks who are really busy but doing stuff they don't like. Oof. That's got to be dreadful. Mm -hmm. We are really blessed. We sure are. We are really, really blessed. Um, uh, It actually your week, even though it was a short week, Monday off. We did not have last Saturday off. No, we didn't. After the show, we had our Invest in You event. So we spent a few hours at the Center for Animal Health and Welfare last Saturday uh, afternoon, and that was a delightful experience. we had several people come in to spend some time with the cats and dogs and make cat toys and dog treats. Um, I brought a couple of the dog treats home and put them in the freezer, and our puppy Murphy enjoys them very much. <laughs> Frozen? Yes. Oh, how cool is yeah, that? Yeah, so you know he doesn't inhale it in two seconds. He has to chew it up so it lasts Slightly longer. It lasts 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was um, it was fun. Everybody seemed to enjoy it. And um, I think that it was neat to, for me to see what kind of traffic that place actually gets. Pretty amazing. Yeah. There were a lot of people coming in and out of there. People with donations. People wanting to 
see if they were if there was a pet there they're compatible with so many folks in our audience are so kind and so generous uh one gentleman young gentleman came in couldn't stay just wanted to make a donation he was on his way home from work yeah just just wanted to just be part of it and help out and puppies and kittens and more than money and Gosh, some of the kids that came in and made treats were wonderful. Yeah. The animals. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Jean fell in love with a cat. Oh, Megan fell in love with one cat. I fell in love with another <laughs> cat. Uh, there was a cat there. We we have at home, we have Snickers, and there was a cat in the, a full-grown cat in the cat room. It's his doppelganger. <laughs> I walked in, I went, how the heck did they get Snickers? Uh, it was that, cl- and even oh. my daughter was going, are you kidding me? That's crazy. Wow. And the puppy room, that's when the young lady was very kind. She said, before I open the door, you should know it's going to get loud. And she wasn't fooling. No, they bark a lot when there's um, So many sweet puppies. There was a dog there that Juliana wanted to rescue because <laughs> he looked, he or she, I'm not sure, marmalade. Um, oh, sad. sad. Yeah, it was so sweet. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah. There was another dog, a, a different one. I saw that you could see it so badly wanted to be petted. It was oh. like asking mm. through the glass mm. door, like to pet me. It was like arching its back toward the door, and I wanted so badly to be able to pet that dog. I'm like, oh, I wish I could. Um, yeah, kitty cats. We were allowed to pet. Yes. Yes. Oh, so sweet. So I'm really grateful for everybody who came. We we did collect a nice pile of generous donations as well so thank you all for that there were some gift cards in there food um cleaning products treats all kinds of toys dog toys so um everybody who came was very helpful to the shelter and i'm grateful we did post some pictures um this week on social media and an email blast went out um i believe you can see the photos on our blog um so if you missed it and you want to Take a look at the Check fun we out. had. Um, and we'll start promoting now our next Invest in You event, which will be in the middle of July. Um, we will participate in the Laughing at My Nightmare 5K, um, which is a walk, run, or roll mm-hmm. event. So um, you can either walk a 5K, run a 5K, ride a bike, um, be pushed in a wheelchair, whatever you want to do. And it doesn't even have to be the full distance, but we'll have a safe 3.1 mile route mapped out through a nearby neighborhood that has wide streets and little traffic. 3.1? Um, that's 5K, yeah. It's not a 3.2? No. 6.2 is a 10K. 3.1 is a 5K. Wow. I think I, I got this. You can do this. it. I okay. can do this. <laughs> 3.2 I thought was going to be over the top. I couldn't possibly make it. 3.1, I think I can do that. You can that. do it. Yeah. Um, Actually, I will be there. I will be there, and I will be joining you in the... I'm not sure whether it's definitely not going to be the running part. It could be the rolling part because uh, Diane's cousin just ran a race at some ridiculous, like like a is seven a seven minute mile is that quick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did that pushing her four year old in a stroller. I think Diane should run this pushing me in a stroller. <laughs> I think that would make for an incredible experience. I mean, certainly for me. You could wear like a GoPro. Uh, as soon as you said you can wear i thought this is going to go horribly wrong and yet it went worked out just fine just fine because i figured in a stroller you could wear 
No, a GoPro. Good. 610-720-7900. Be the first. Break the ice. Please call. Yeah. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Alyssa at askmtm.com. More than money. Online.com. Indeed, our next uh, Invest in You uh, event in July. We not only encourage you to join us, whether you run, walk, or roll. Or volunteer to support. Uh, or volunteer. Those exactly. Be immoral supporters and uh, cheer us on and uh, hang out and just enjoy the. Um, first of all, our crew, it's a good crew. And, and we tend to have fun. Yes. So you'll enjoy being with us. You'll meet a lot of folks that you really, really like. Um, we always have some really wonderful friends that join us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this year we are really happy because um, a dear friend and a um, just one of the sweetest people on the planet, one of the co-founders of Laughing at My Nightmare, Sarah Yusnoff, will be with us. She'll be running as well. So not only will you get uh, all the more than money and MTM and our friends and uh, cohorts, but you'll get uh, Sarah will be joining us. Um, Goodness. If uh, you're familiar at all with Laughing in My Nightmare, you know that uh, Shane is a force of nature. Shane just turned 30. Mm -hmm. And he was told many, many years ago he wouldn't see 20. So what an amazing human being. He is, but, but behind every good man is a really good woman. And his mm-hmm. accomplishments uh, are made uh, more understandable by the fact that behind Shane is not a good woman. Behind Shane are two great women. Sarah, his cousin, who has been with him since the beginning moments of laughing at my nightmare laughing at my nightmare and his wife Hannah just a wonderful young woman and uh, a shining star in her own right I think Hannah's I don't know if it's a YouTube video or her Instagram or is it Facegram and Instabook one of one of those uh, followers has crossed a million followers oh, good for her. that is just remarkable so Shane, yeah, he gets all the credit because he's the pretty face. I get that. I get that. He's Mr. Cutie Pie. I get it. But behind him to accomplish all that he has, two great women. And uh, we are honored because one of those will be with us. Um, I realize that it's, uh, gosh, June, July, August. It's Oh, it's three months. That's not very long. Uh, our 9-11 event, again, honoring um, the memory of the horrific events of that day trying to turn something horrific into something positive we've been raising funds for many many years um gosh at this point i've got to double check i know it's well over half a million dollars that we've raised Uh, we raised gosh over a hundred thousand dollars just last year for folds of honor we'll be doing that again this year Uh, i wanted to mention it now versus just a week or two in advance because sure you'll be able to join us now this year i think 9 11 is on a sunday so our actual event is that friday prior i think that's september 9th 
We'll be doing a live show again this year at Relic Hunter on the 10th, but we would love to have you join us on the 9th. We have an honor guard, um, 21 gun salute, really, really moving, really, really impactful. Um, but again, the focus is not on us. It's not on our experience. It's on helping uh, military vets and their families through folds of honor. Uh, and we need sponsors. And in the past, we've been very, very fortunate and folks have been very, very generous, kind of by osmosis, kind of uh, not uh, um, without a great deal of planning. But this year we would like um, to invite as many of you as you can. As you may know from all of our radiothons, matching money is incredibly important. If we can offer folks the opportunity to double their contribution, they get really really excited and pleased. And of course it helps across the board. So if you would like to be, especially if you have a business and you would like some promotion, if you'd like to be part of that effort, we would strongly encourage you to contact us. Gene at ask MTM works very, very well. Gene at ask MTM works again, very, very well. So uh, I mentioned that early. Uh, I will mention it as often as I can going forward. And, uh, We'll keep you in the loop for all of our events, but that's uh, it's uh, an important, along with uh, our Children's Home of Easton event it, around Christmas, it's uh, very, very important to us. So hopefully you will uh, be able to, uh, to help and support. 610-720-7900, Alyssa at AskMTM.com, Gene at AskMTM.com. We've got, uh, next week we'll be playing in a charity tournament, uh, Holy Family, uh, we're supporting on um, next Friday and then the following Monday, uh, Folds of Honor up at Woodstone. And if you have a uh, golf tournament that's raising funds for a worthy organization, uh, I got Christina Valdez sent us uh, Along the Way. Is that yes. the name of their, their group, Along the Way? Uh, their event is in September the 26th, I believe, at Shawnee. Um, we're going to be, as soon as we can figure out how to register, we'll register for that. Yeah. And uh, if you have one, please uh, let us know. We're happy to serve you. 610-720-7900. An interesting factoid. Americans filed 4.35 million new business applications in 2020. In 2020 and 5.36 million in 2021 the previous record 3.5 million so um, gosh almost 2 million more uh, than the previous record uh, in 2021 and the question uh, by the way prior to 2017 there had never been more than 3 million and uh, last year, 5.36 million. Uh, if we have, um, well, we'll have a moment after we're, after this call. Um, we should speculate. Ooh. We should we should pontificate. <laughs> we should expectorate. We should no. We shouldn't not, do that. That's called that spitting. That's sorry. That's rude. Uh, that is rude. About why is that happening? Okay. Fascinating. 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Al. Al, good morning. Good morning, Gene. Good morning. Um, yeah, I, I just wanted to call. I'm a regular listener and a sometimes caller, and I had a great experience this week with your um, employee, Adam. Um, 
about a month ago, you guys did the thing where you said you would audit and explain um, annuities to people that didn't understand them, and that was me. And he really explained it well. I know a lot more about my products than I did before, and the ones ready for being reinvested in about four years, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to let him help me out. And I'm looking forward to that. And I also wanted to break the ice so on this beautiful ah, day. Thank you so much. You're very, very kind. That's fantastic. Okay, thank you. I'll be listening. It's a great show. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. God bless. All right. Uh, uh, one of our most popular services is, what the heck's this annuity? Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the technical term of that. <laughs> I think they're... What, annuity, annuity audit. audit, which is much more polite, much more professional. But the reality is, is what the heck is this annuity? And is it any good? And should I keep it? Or there are so uh, thousands and thousands of you who have annuities out there, some of which you've had for a very long time, others of which you've only had for a short period of time. Um, and there's so many shows now on our station pushing annuities, pushing, pushing, pushing. The question is, did I do the right thing? And the question is, should I continue with this? Uh, lots of folks are not aware that once you get the annuity, you still have, I believe in Pennsylvania, it's 30 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called a free look. Mm-hmm. You live with it. You kind of look at the contract. You read through the whole thing. And if you don't want it, you send it back. You get all your money back. Mm-hmm. So you maybe you've already kind of engaged with a salesman and you're like, oh, no, I'm not really sure. Uh, reach out to uh, our office and, and – uh, through uh, Ash Brokerage and Kagan and Bobby and their whole team. Such good partners. Oh, my gosh. They're very helpful. Oh, uh, my Bobby gosh. helped me out um, a lot this past week, actually, helping a, cl- a new client mm. um, analyze options that she got an annuity proposal from someone mm. else, and then we recommended a different one mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, for good reasons. Mm-hmm. But um, he helped explain all the differences and why, you know, why the salesman was saying this versus what, you know, uh, very, very great partners because they want what's best for our clients also. So when you say differences, aren't basically all annuities the same? (laughs) Not even close. (laughs) Yeah. We could spend the last uh, 90 minutes of the show uh, talking about the different flavors of annuities. That's what this whole, I have a hundred pages in this binder. My last chapter that I studied for my retirement income certification class was all about annuities and the different kinds and how they're taxed and how the interest is credited and what your options are for death benefits, et cetera, et cetera. So I could, should I just read it? Uh, that, that <laughs> I, uh, I'll be in the car. Um, it is, uh, for anyone with a brain, anyone with a brain, uh, and I realize that eliminates a fair number of salesmen, but for anyone with a brain, when a regulator, whether it's the Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities or the SEC or FINRA, refers to annuities as a complex product, hmm. anybody with a brain that says, it's so simple. You put your money in and, and you can't lose your money. And then you get other money, and it's really simple. And, and you can be in the stock market without ever losing. Wouldn't that be great if you never lost in the stock? You're in the stock, and you're like going, well, um, you make it sound so simple. And the reality is it isn't. Uh, some folks have said it's been uh, um, a no-brainer, so to speak. And sadly, that's the only kind of people who are looking at this as simple, the folks who are approaching it with no-brainers. 
<laughs> uh, or they're, they're, that's probably not the the best grammatical approach to that, but you get the idea. And we are so blessed, whether it's a fixed annuity, a fixed index annuity, uh, a RILA, a registered index linked annuity, a variable annuity, a single premium deferred annuity, single premium immediate annuity. <sighs> the issue is that we are, we are standing in a workshop and we are surrounded by incredibly powerful tools that can accomplish amazing things. The key is to know, number one, what are you trying to accomplish? What's your project? And then number two, what are the right tools? And then once you find out what the right kind of tool is, make sure that you're getting the very best of that kind. Because as woodworkers out there will tell you, not all tools are created equal. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Gene at askmtm.com. Morethanmoneyonline.com. Thank you to Al for his kind words and for breaking the ice. Now it's up to the next caller to break the ice in the second half hour. <laughs> 610-720-7900. Look at you. Half an hour closer to your run. That's right. <laughs> well, this has got a busy day today. 610-720-7900. Back after this on More Than Money. And I can't either. I can't offer an explanation for the kind of abuse that I put up with here. I'm just. Yeah, There's been some conversation on the break about the fact that I will not be in attendance in the studio next week. That I will be. Uh, gosh, I don't know where the hell I'm going to be. Uh, my wife has arranged that I'm traveling uh, north of the Finger Lakes towards, what's the lake, is it, is it Lake Erie that's Buffalo's on Lake Erie? And I think so. I'm guessing. Uh, and and then friends have a house on a lake up there, like and we're doing a Airbnb. And, and um, you know, so I have some concerns because, uh, you know, Alyssa's... Uh, a fragile young woman and mm -hmm. delicate in every way mm -hmm. and uh, um, very uh, codependent and not really able to function uh, independently. So I'm very, very worried. And then I come in and she and John are already throwing a freaking party. <laughs> Yippee. Next week. No gene. No gene. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah, we'll see. We'll just see. He's like, maybe I'll just show up anyway. <laughs> no, no, let's see. Piss off my wife. Show up here just to show you guys up. Yeah, that's that formula for disaster. Just disaster. Yeah. But uh, iHeartMedia, I'm quite certain, goes 
up to the lake. I don't think it works up there. Oh, it works very well <laughs> up there. So yeah, I'll be up early mm. on Saturday morning okay. after driving. <sighs> oh my God. Uh. Um, welcome back. 610-720-7900. You get to break the ice in the second half hour segment. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Gene on at askmtm.com. Um, we want to thank Al for it, not only his kind words, but uh, for highlighting the fact that there are a number of ways that you can be introduced to uh, our More Than Money World Headquarters and get tons of great information, very specific to concerns that you have. For example, maybe there's a young lady out there who had her will drawn 20 years ago. Mm-hmm by uh, perhaps an attorney who now has kind of elevated themselves and isn't really, you know, as interested in dealing with um, the little people anymore and has the concern about making sure that, that her will is in good order. Hmm. What could she do? She could call more than money and Make an appointment to have a free will review with our awesome partner from Steckle and Stop. Now, when you say free, I mean, like, what's the cost for this free review? Nothing. Yeah, that's kind of that. I have a great example. Please do. On Thursday, one of my clients scheduled one of those meetings, like I mentioned earlier, and it was really cute. Husband said, I don't think we need to do this, but... My wife wanted to have it checked, and she's like, I just wanted to have it checked. I just want to make sure everything's okay. Turns out the will and a trust that they had set up decades ago Mm. were all based on Michigan law. They haven't lived in Michigan in decades. Wow. They live in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And there were several reasons those documents needed to be redone because without a refresh, their kids would have had... a bit of a struggle getting things to even even their medical directives they were they would not have been easily interpreted by wow. Pennsylvania hospitals so it was mm. a really good thing they brought that stuff in and had it checked out yeah most folks are aware that estate tax federal estate tax national federal estate tax is the same through all 50 states um, inheritance rules are different for all 50 states so Michigan Michigan, we Pennsylvania don't play that game, homie. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. We go to the phones. We talk to Dennis. Dennis, good morning. Uh, good morning. How are you? Very well. Uh, I got a question on uh, my uh, mother's estate. My brother and sister and I are going to be coming into some money from her estate. She unfortunately passed away last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but wondering, I, I don't want to miss withholding the required amount of money for Pennsylvania. I don't think we're near the federal uh, withholding for that. But does Pennsylvania have a state and an inheritance tax or just an inheritance tax? Um, you, you, unless your mom's estate was was above $11 million, then you're quite no. right. The, the federal estate tax does not apply. Pennsylvania estate tax does typically apply at a four and a half percent rate, if it's going to direct descendants, it sounds like it does. Is that, so is that the only is that the only uh, uh, tax that has to be withheld? 
Uh, yeah, and it's not a withholding. We want to be kind of clear on this. Uh, it's yeah. it's tax that needs to be paid. Withholding is a is an income right. tax reference. Um, but yeah, now what? When did your mom pass away? Uh, last November. Last November. Uh, are you working with an attorney to help settle the estate? Um, yeah, my sister is. Yeah. Okay. Likely, um, the attorney filed a Pennsylvania inheritance tax return. Quite rapidly, there is a uh, a discount that's offered when those taxes are paid, I think, in within 90 days. So it's very possible that the bulk of, if not all of those taxes, have already been paid. Um, that would be a question for the attorney. I would be surprised if they're not already paid. Okay. okay. Um, so the 4.5% is really... And, and- if it's not paid, do you have a certain amount of time to uh, uh, pay that in a form that has to be sent in, or, or does it have to be done right at the time you would receive any kind of money? Yeah, typically uh, inheritances are not distributed until those taxes are paid. Oh, okay. Yeah, often in the settlement of an estate, a wise attorney, a wise executor will hold back some amount of money. Um, as as kind of a residual, a just-in-case amount. Uh, I'll pick simple numbers. The, the estate is $500,000. Uh, there's uh, five beneficiaries. You say, well, everybody gets 100. Uh, what I would, uh, in most cases, we would find is that everybody is going to get 90, and the estate will hold $50,000 until all the bills are paid, all the returns have been certified by the state so that no, nobody kind of gets nicked. Nobody kind of gets surprised. And then there's typically a final uh, disbursement that comes when everything is settled. Okay, got you. Oh, thank you very much. That was very important. Uh, you're very welcome. Thank you for the call. God bless. Take care. You too. Um, you and I work with these kinds of things on a daily basis. Keith Stroll works with them on an hourly basis. <laughs> yeah. Um, for most folks, once, maybe twice in their lives. So things that are pretty straightforward can be really unsettling. Mm-hmm. And really, um, it, it feels like you're groping in the dark because mm-hmm. you've never been down this path before. So... Um, we encourage anybody, uh, 610-720-7900. If you have questions about those kinds of things, please don't hesitate to call. We mentioned just before the caller um, that there's a young lady whose will is 20 years old and needs it reviewed. Uh, absolutely no charge. And we welcome her to our office. Uh, Keith is um, philosophically and from a, a values standpoint completely aligned as, as we are. Um, but it doesn't stop there. Um, and, and I don't think, I, I think if, if you and I are, tough word, negligent at all on the show, is that we don't um, communicate often enough about the opportunities that our, our audience have to uh, gain tremendous information um, for the asking. Oh, yeah. For the asking. Um, Keith Stroll with uh, answering on questions on estate, invaluable. Uh, you and I talked briefly yesterday about what a simple system the Social Security system truly is. 
<laughs> that was a uh, unsolicited, spontaneous reaction of good one, Gene. Uh, yeah, you out of your mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we thank God every day for Mark Basak. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so if you have questions about um, your Social Security, your Medicare, uh, we are blessed to have Mark Basak offer the same fundamental approach. You come in. You get to answer, ask all your questions. There's no cost. There's no pressure. There's no obligation. Your question might be about annuities. You come in. You meet with a more than money advisor. We coordinate with Kagan and and uh, and Bobby at Ash Brokerage. You have a life insurance question. Hey, I've got these policies. I don't even know what they mean anymore. Um, do I keep them? Are they good for me? Should I do something different with the money? Uh, that's Mike Pompey. Hey, I'm concerned. I I'm my I, I my house is paid off. I'm 74 years old, but my cash flow is a little it's tight. Reverse mortgage expert Tiffany Shutta. Um, the list kind of goes on and on, and we don't even mention. I I don't remember the last time we mentioned um, meeting with our more than money advisors <laughs> for a free second opinion meeting, a second opinion about your entire picture. You can come in, you bring your tax returns, you bring your financial statements, you bring an open mind and a willingness to share some information and ask a bunch of questions. Because typically, uh, the question that we ask that is the driving force is, how may we serve you? How may we serve you? So you may come in with a very specific concern, or you may come in just going, I think we're in pretty good shape, but I just want to make sure. And all of these are available to you for the asking. No charge, no pressure. As you were going through that list, um, I I can think of specific examples um, of of at least one, you know, just off the top of my head, immediately one client who met with each of those people and learned something really helpful. Um, And and it's more than, I mean, there's so many possibilities. I'm just Mm -hmm. on Thursday sitting with Keith for a few meetings in a row, all these different topics that we covered. And we say free will review, but it's more than that. He does that. He can look at your will, your power of attorney, your living will, your medical um, directives and tell you if they're good. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you got this covered. It all looks good. Tell you if they're not and why. But beyond that. So many strategies. People can come in and say, I own property. I own a business. I want to protect my house and just brainstorm ideas. And he'll explain how they work and pros and cons and options you have. And I mean, those conversations are very uh, diverse depending on what your needs are. So just keep that in mind as well. Like Mm. the examples we give are just scratch the surface. Absolutely. So your needs might be very unique and he can, we, all of those experts can still help you. The Mike Pompey example, just to give you another fruit, like little seed um, to think about. So he's our life insurance specialist. He'll look at your life insurance policy. I learned from him. I don't know. I didn't before I started working with him know much about like universal life, whole life Mm. policies. They're complicated too. I have a client who just retired and is a little nervous about her cash flow uh, for the immediate future. And one of the options that we have for her is she has this life insurance policy policy where she doesn't really care about the death benefit anymore. Mm. It's not important. It has cash value Mm -hmm. and it's available to her at no cost. So we talked about, hey, 
if you need a little bit here, a little bit there, or a little bit per month, that's what that's for. Mm-hmm. And and Mike taught us that, that that's how those policies were designed. Mm-hmm. So now there's, you know, $190,000 sitting there that she could tap into and not touch her portfolio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like, hey, there's a gift, you know. Mm-hmm. When she bought it, I don't think she really knew no, of course. that that's exactly what it could do for her at this stage in her life. So those are some of the things that you might not even consider but these experts, you know, can shed a lot of light on what your options are. So. Yeah, another thing that you may be surprised to find is that the cash value of life insurance goes up year by year and can go down year by year. People go, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. That, that's not what the insurance salesman told me. I put money in. Some of it goes for insurance. The rest of it goes into cash value. And then I build up my savings like this young woman did. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. There are, tap, sadly, there are, tons of insurance policies out there that just about the time folks start to get close to where "Mm, it might be my time, the cash value starts to go the opposite direction. Um, We have one that we got the uh, statement on this week. Uh, Last year it was worth, I think, $81,000, and this year it's worth $79,000. She paid her premium. Cash value went down because under a lot of particularly universal life policies, um, the insurance costs go up year by year by year, but the premium stays level. And if the premium was was set too low at the beginning, mm. so it peaks and then it starts to erode. And at some point, very possible, very, very possible, she could pay her premium, have zero cash value and lose her insurance, even though she paid every single premium. Yikes. Yikes, indeed. And yikes in the sense of, in her particular case, does she really need the insurance? The answer in this case is no. Does she simply want to see that money melt away like ice cream in the sunshine? No, absolutely not. Why would you just allow that to just disappear? Mm -hmm. At the bare minimum, in her case, if she were to walk away now with the cash value, something in the high 70s, put it in any account, and now you have $78,000 of life insurance. It's not. Right. It's not called life insurance. It's called a a CD. It's Mm. called a whatever you want to call it. You can call it my insurance account. (laughs) But you you have to know. And and if you're not, and how many people are, I was going to say, if you're not comfortable, like, interpreting your insurance statements, (laughs) I've been doing this for 780 years. I have, in as you might expect, a fairly robust insurance program. I get those statements and I go, what? What, what does that mean? <laughs> and you sit down and you really got to work through it. And even af- after you've worked through it, you may still go, what does it mean? It's, it's very, very challenging intentionally. It's mm. very, very challenging intentionally. 610-720-7900, Gene at AskMTM.com, MoreThanMoneyOnline.com, Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Um, 20 minutes or so ago, I mentioned that uh, typically, well, prior to 2017, Americans were starting somewhere between 2 and 3 million uh, new businesses a year. Uh, in 2020, that jumped to 4.35 million new businesses a year. And in 2021, 5.36 million new businesses 
per mm. uh, in that in that year. Yes. Uh, what what is that? What is is that tell you anything? Well, can you interpret? Can I interpret? Um, I think that a lot. Well, I, there's this this whole gig economy that's out there now, where people are doing their own thing um, on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it might be something related to that. I think technology. Um, is allowing more and more people to get into business for themselves. I think the pandemic might have something to do with it. Now, this was, you said, 2020. And 2021, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Yeah. There has definitely been, like, an evolution in employment trends, you know, the working from home thing, Mm. the remote access stuff. And a lot of people who left their jobs or maybe got laid off because yeah. of the pandemic, mm-hmm. had to figure out something else. Pay the bills. Yeah. Um, what are I, your thoughts? I about like why? all those. I think you're making very appropriate, very um, um, uh, important observations about the context that would that would cause this this kind of rather dramatic rise. I think there's a couple other things that um, come into play. Uh, one of which is is more the impact of several million more new businesses than normal. Um, And whether or not that's being accurately reported, uh, we got a jobs report yesterday and we get unemployment reports and they're up, they're down, they're sideways. And we're very sad. They missed expectations. Yeah. The guys that are doing the expectating, they suck. They're just bad at predicting. Projecting? projecting that's the uh, cross between predicting and projecting yeah yeah they're just bad yeah. at pro- predicting projecting um <laughs> sounds rude um 853 um <laughs> the, the the impact the number of jobs that have been created coming out of uh, the prior administration has been staggering over eight million jobs in basically 18 months. I don't hear these numbers. Mm. So I, obvi- I think you're right. I think the gig, econ- the side hustle kind of thing. Yeah. Hey, I've got my, my job, but I want to have gasoline through the roof and I need to make some extra money. I think that's a large number of those, but is it half? I don't know. So let's say it's half. Okay. That means there's 2 million people working in their own business is that being reported as they have a new job? Is that being reported in the jobs reports? Mm. I don't think so. I think the economy is stronger than it appears. I think people, hmm. um, independent of the federal government, what a mess that is, dumpster fire. I can smell it from here. It's just Ew. dreadful. Oh, I know. Gross. I know it is the gross. Stench. Um, dumpster fire, that's the whole idea. <laughs> uh, independent of the federal government, the economy... Uh, has adjusted the minimum wage. Federal government's been well, whining and complaining and these these just hypocritical human beings just going, I don't know about human beings, these hypocritical creatures. Oh, we have to, the poor people, the poor people. Are you kidding me? Capitalism drove the minimum wage. Where can you go today and not see a we need help more jobs mm-hmm. please come? They're like everywhere. Yeah. Every, yeah, they're, yeah. The, 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 and as a result, if if 
if your skills are modest, sadly, gosh, McDonald's will pay $15 an hour mm-hmm. and give you food discounts and full benefits and a 401k. And uh, I get 15 is not like glorious, but two young people coming out of high school decide to, to, to make some errors in judgment and, and we're just going to live on uh, our whatever jobs we can get. Two people, 60 grand a year. Not not a sharp stick in the eye. Um, and there's a lot of folks out there going, yeah, 60 grand a year, not a sharp. When I started, I made $81 a week. There's mm-hmm. people out there that are listening going. And hey, it's better than not making anything. Oh, without, some people need to hear that message. Because uh, <laughs> it's very hard to get promoted when you're on unemployment. Uh-huh. It's very hard. All right. Very hard. <laughs> you can read into that damn near impossible to yes. get promoted. Um, hey, I got a raise. Only if the government decided to give you more money because they don't believe you have any value in the marketplace. I happen to believe you do. And there's lots of companies out there that are hiring at $18 an hour and $20 an hour and $22 and 24 mm-hmm. All you need, high school diploma, like a valid driver's license, and be able to pass a drug test. That's it. Pretty and, low bar. Um, at 20 bucks an hour, now you're at 40000 a year, working just normal 40 hours, and assuming that you're not ambitious to go, hey, I'd take some overtime. Yep. And two young kids coming out of high school could be making 80 grand a year. If you go to some of these uh, places that require that you actually go through some training, uh, 50 grand a year of each. So young couples could be making 100,000 bucks a year. Um, of course, they'd have to pay back their college. Oh, no, there's, <laughs> there'd be, number one, no college loans. And gosh, how pissed are the people that paid back their college loans now? Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Ah, 610-720-7900. Send your emails to Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com. Log on to morethanmoneyonline.com. We'll take your calls, your emails after this on More Than Money. To more than money, you've got Gene Dickinson, you've got your host Alyssa Young, and we are happy to be with you. We're very happy to be on a Saturday where it's not raining. <laughs> uh, it is a gloriously beautiful day out there. I want to thank the folks up at Tolino's, um, the, um, the vineyard up near Bangor. They uh, were, they have a Friday evening event, and um, gosh, um, 
we had about 20 in our group and they hosted us beautifully um, beautiful property beautiful venue uh, wonderful evening great music Alyssa's very sad because <laughs> they were playing they played all manner of different uh, cover songs but all dance tunes <sighs> All dance songs, lots of Doobie Brothers and Hall and & Oates, and just, just, I mean, just think about it, they were, um, so Alyssa's very, very, well, I very, wasn't there. she was sad, missing a chance to dance. <laughs> so, uh, in, if you missed our first hour, Monday, right around noon, that'll be posted on our website, morethanmoneyonline.com, all of our shows, uh, I think we go back about a year now. Uh, are posted there so you can review those and see which topics maybe uh, attract you and, and uh, do some some searching on the website and grab those and, and learn as much as you can. Uh, we want to thank everybody who was at the Center for Animal Health and Welfare over in Williams Township uh, last Saturday. We had a ball. We had a ball. I'd, Megan wanted to bring home a kitty. I wanted to bring home a kitty. <laughs> There's just so many sweet, sweet animals there. Puppies, the Ronin, the the Akita, such a gorgeous animal. Oh my goodness, what a beautiful! One hundred and sixteen pounds. One hundred and sixteen pounds, <laughs> just and just a beautiful, beautiful animal, unbelievable, and so many sweet puppies, just just wonderful. So, but thank you for everybody who came out. Your generosity is amazing. Um, cash donations and food donations and. Gosh, uh, I think Angie brought in a huge thing of paper towels. They mm-hmm. need paper towels nonstop. Mm-hmm. And and uh, they were not part of our event, but I want to thank the volunteers that were there. They were clearly very caring about those animals and um, made our event go so smoothly just because they took care of all the stuff that needs to be taken care mm-hmm. of and, and care for the animals. They so, were busy. Thank you so very much. Our next uh, Invest in You event will be tied to our next fundraiser, which is for Laughing at My Nightmare. That will be in July. You'll get more information about that coming up shortly. Uh, Come and join us for our 5K uh, run, walk, roll. I'm still (laughs) thinking that Diane should run pushing me in a stroller. I think that would be fabulous. And good for her. I'm just thinking about her. Mm-hmm. Just that extra Get exercise. a good workout. Yeah, yep. good workout instead of just trotting along. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Put some effort into it. And uh, if you are so inclined, if you represent a business or you're just an individual that uh, wishes to honor our military veterans and their families, uh, our 9-11 event for Folds of Honor comes up in September. And we're looking for sponsors and uh, contributors that can help us uh, raise the matching funds so that when we have our Radiothon, the folks that call in can uh, see their money doubled. And so people know what that accomplishes. Folds of Honor gives scholarships to children of military families, right? So anyone in the military who was killed or disabled, um, the family maybe has limited uh, income or resources to send those children to school, whether it be... uh, uh, you know, like high school at a private mm-hmm. school or something or a college or a technical school. Um, that's what those scholarships pay for. Children and spouses of military um, uh, survivors of disabilities or that have been lost in the service. Um, all of the money we raise stays in the um, Eastern Pennsylvania, New Jersey chapter. So we're raising money for scholarships. 
I believe last year we raised enough for uh, just in our event 21 or 22 scholarships. We got to break the record. Hmm. We got to go bigger, better. So if you can help, that would be fantastic. Send uh, any uh, requests uh, for uh, information or or um, uh, your your uh, willingness to uh, to assist to Gene at askmtm.com. G e n e at askmtm.com. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. If you have a question. Uh, in about two years, I will reach the age where I must take my RMD. So we're assuming he is how old? 70. 70. He might only be 68. A lot of people don't know. Yeah, it used to be 70 and a half. Mm-hmm. Now it's 72. I have, depending on the market, uh, <laughs> very good qualifier. Depending on the hour. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, look, it's a, oh, sorry. Hey, No. Oh, it's that. Oh, it's up. Yeah, yeah. You never yeah. know. Uh, Dorney's got nothing. Roller coaster over there's got nothing. What is that? Steel, Steel Force. F- I love yeah. Steel Force. Yeah, it has nothing on the roller coaster. Yeah. Nothing. Um, I have roughly a hundred thousand in a Roth IRA and four hundred and fifty in traditional IRAs. At this time, I do not need the extra income which the RMD would represent, and I do not expect to need it in two years from now. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, my family income is in excess of 140000 a year. Our only bills are our cable, cell phone, utilities, credit cards, which I pay every month uh, in full gas and groceries. At this point in time, I expect to roll over the RMD into some other investment, most likely into an already existing non-IRA mutual fund account. Here's my question. Which, from which type of IRA should I take my withdrawal first? Meaning the RMD withdrawal? Um, that's, Is that what he's, uh, he's I'm not sure. He knows what okay, he's Okay, because you don't need to take anything out of the Roth. Let's assume for a second that you did. Which would you take from first? Assuming I had to take You had money? to take money from the Roth and the traditional. Which would you take first? Um, if at that income level, I guess I would take it from... The Roth. Yeah, I would be, disagree. Be, because there's no tax. It doesn't make sense. I'm no, it so doesn't. confused. And, and, <laughs> and it may be that the, the question is confusing. Uh, and it may be um, that that he doesn't understand that there is no RMD on a Roth. Right. A lot of folks don't know that. The other thing that adds to my opinion that he leave the Roth IRA alone is that what happens to the Roth if he never spends it? It gets... Um, it goes to his beneficiaries. And what happens to them? Um, they w- will have to take the money out within 10 years, but everything that they take out will be tax-free. It's a lovely thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, 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 you tried to trap me. I would never suggest taking money out of the Roth IRA, if you, especially if you don't need it. I tried um, you, to trap yep, you. Yeah, it made no sense, Gene. But yeah. <laughs> yes, leave it alone. Absolutely. Um, the Roth IRA has the potential... If he's two years away, let's say he truly is 70. Yeah. He has 100 in the Roth and just picking numbers out of thin air. It's well invested, growth invested. Okay. It's going to double. It's going to earn roughly 10% a year. I, I, I literally, there's no guarantee. I'm picking it out of thin air. Mm-hmm. You'll see in a second why because it's easy to do the math. That's it's the it's only Saturday reason. morning. It's we, Saturday morning. Yeah, oh, yeah. My God. we don't need it's complex a, math. Oh, no, equation. complex math. Uh, <laughs> um, 
let's assume he lives to be age 91. Okay. And you'll see in a second why I did that. Because <laughs> at 10% net rate of return, it's his money's going to double every seven years. Right. So it'll double three times. So 100 becomes 200 at the first doubling, 400 at the second doubling, 800,000 bucks when the good Lord calls him home. And his heirs will get all of that income tax-free. Ain't that glorious? It, it really is. It really is. It's a estate a, a planning technique, tactic, strategy that a lot of folks are overlooking because they're going, oh, our taxes are so high. Uh, it's one of the few things that I can't be uh, snarky with the current administration about because they haven't raised income taxes to, to any significant degree. It's one of the few things I can mm-hmm. not be snarky about. Mm-hmm. Um, is it likely based on a $30 trillion debt load and um, based on just a ridiculous inflationary environment that taxes stay where they are? No. No. And no guarantees. No one has a crystal ball. Uh, we have tarot cards and a Ouija board. And a magic eight ball. And a magic eight ball. Uh, none of which, by the way, are any real value. <laughs> they, they help us not even a little bit. Right. Uh, no one knows. But the probabilities are, probabilities are uh, that there will be uh, higher taxes in the future. The other wonderful advantage of this Roth IRA for this gentleman mm-hmm. is that uh, n- 21 years from now, it's worth 800 grand. And unfortunately, he has gone through his IRAs his traditional IRA, mm. he has $800,000 he can use personally tax-free. Right. Lovely. Mm-hmm. 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Gary. Gary, good morning. Good morning, Alyssa and Jean. How are you this morning? Great. Very How well. about you? Oh, I'm fine. I'm sitting out in the, the driveway in the sun. It's beautiful. Oh, awesome. <clears throat> um, I've got a question. Uh, I've got an apartment house. I've owned it for a long, long time. And the more people I talk to, uh, apparently I haven't kept up with rent. I tried to be fair uh, to the tenants and everything. But apparently uh, I'm considering selling it. And I talked with the realtor, and the realtor said that because of the rents that I charge are very, very cheap, uh, it devaluates the property uh, when they sell. I wasn't quite sure how that happened. But anyway, that's what they said to me. My question is, is there some... Uh, a general uh, reference that I could go to 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 uh, find out what a one bedroom in a certain area or a two bedroom in a certain area uh, would bring, other than going to a realtor, because I don't know if they're just going to give me pie in the sky uh, figures or not. So, is, is there some I don't know government uh, publication or something that I could find out? Yeah, and and the answer is there may very well be a government publication, but I'm not sure I would be terribly um, uh, impressed with the credibility of a government publication. The individual I would suggest that you speak to, and it may cost you a couple bucks uh, uh, from a uh, uh, his his or her time standpoint, is a licensed real estate appraiser. Not a licensed real estate salesperson, but an appraiser. 
uh, particularly one that is active in the geography where your apartment house uh, is located. Uh, real estate, uh, most folks, particularly investment folks like us, talk about it in a very global sense. Real estate's up, real estate's down. Uh, uh, kind of across the country, things are happening in a certain way. Real estate is not a national event. It is very localized. And the most valuable information you can get, by the way, you got very good guidance when they said your value has been pushed lower because your rents are lower. Um, the, the value of a investment property is driven by its ability to produce net cash flow. And professional investors look for, sadly, folks just like you who are kind and um, reluctant to raise rents. And they buy those properties inexpensively because the property value is driven by the cash flow. Um, yours, being more modest than it perhaps should be, will be selling for a bargain price. They will buy it. They will come in. They will raise all the rents. Some folks will leave. They will replace them. And they'll, they will automatically increase the value of their property dramatically by bringing them up to what are called market rents, market value rents. An appraiser will have that information at his or her fingertips. I have one okay. other suggestion, Gary. You could just if you want to do a little bit of independent research, you could use apartmentfinder.com and put in the, the city uh, or general location where your building's located and filter for criteria that kind of match your apartments just to see what's out there um, in the market so that you have some general idea on your own of if, if someone was shopping for an apartment, they might use that resource and be able to compare rent so you could do the same. Okay, that, that's a great suggestion as well because th that's pretty much what I've been going on. Uh, that's what even started this uh, inquiry is just talking to a few people and they would say, "Oh well, I have to I have to pay fifteen hundred dollars for a two bedroom, you know, and and I'm charging quite a bit less." But when I talked with the realtor, uh, I mean, the numbers that they were throwing at me as far as reduced numbers were huge. You know, it was like a hundred thousand dollars less. I, I was amazed. You know, I mean, what I thought the building was worth and what they thought the building was worth it, with the uh, yeah. implied uh, reasonability of the rent. You know, so. Yeah, it, it's okay. It's that's those are great suggestions. I will uh, pursue that. Thank you very much. Thank you. God bless. God uh, bless you. Running real estate as an investment, it's a business, mm -hmm. and um, there are certain kind of cold realities of life. Uh, one of which Gary has bumped up against, which is he's a very nice person, <laughs> and if you don't raise rents on a consistent basis, typically annually then you get behind the eight ball. Now, I, yeah. I, I have a lot of direct experience in, in this regard. Most of my personal uh, net worth was developed quite early on in my professional life by owning real estate rentals, uh, Lehigh and Northampton County predominantly. Um, I, I am in the interest of full transparency. I, the only property I currently own in, in those areas is our office building. So I have no current vested interest in those areas, but that many years ago, 40 years ago, um, was very, very good to me. Um, 
There is a value, Gary recognizes this, in keeping your rents modestly below market value because you keep your tenants. Mm -hmm. And tenant turnover is just dreadful. It is such a drag on your profitability. It's painful. And in certain cases, um, keeping a tenant has additional benefits. In one of my properties many, many years ago, I had a tenant who had been in the property for 15 or 16 years before I bought it. Mm. And I said to the owner, the rent is ridiculously low. He said, nah, you're not going to want to raise it. Is there a problem? Oh, no, it's a benefit. Uh, this individual took care of everything oh, wow. and just liked it and had those kind of handyman kind of skills that at 3 o'clock in the morning, somebody says, hey, there's a leak or there's a – he took care of it. Oh, that's – Definitely a, a gift. It was a gift. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and I learned a lot from him. He uh -huh. taught me a lot about basics. Um, really, really good guy. Um, so lots of reasons to. But if you're thinking about selling, um, the, the bottom line, the number crunching is going to determine the value of your property. So... Right. Somebody who's looking maybe a five or 10 year plan, that's good for them to hear now, right? Because oh. if they haven't increased their rents, they could maybe start to incrementally get to a point where you're at a fair level. Very good point. Wow. Very, very good point. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah, very good point. Uh, yes, because if you have not raised your rents for five or six or seven years, or if you've raised them very, very tiny amounts, and let's say that a two bedroom in that area is $1,500. And you're currently charging nine fifty. Uh, if you uh, show up um, Monday and say, "Hey, I'm going to be selling the property shortly, so I'm going to raise your rent to fifteen hundred. It's only a five hundred and fifty dollar raise in your rent. By the way, make sure you write the check out today to the. Oh my gosh. And the shock you, to everybody's yeah. system is going to cause upheaval. And if you lose tenants, your property value is less <laughs> if you have vacancies yeah, than it is if you're, you know, if you, all of your apartments are. Um, yeah, inhabited. it's a business. It's a yeah. business. And it's a business most people don't want to be in. No, there's a lot, go, a lot that goes into it. I know my parents had uh, rental properties in, in Florida and it. it was a lot of, a lot of work, a lot of headaches. Uh -huh. um, it worked out very well for them, but they had, you know, it wasn't easy. No. Uh, things that work out very well financially are often not easy. That's right. <laughs> um, but there are some very interesting programs out there. There, uh, There's an entire category of investment called real estate investment trusts. REITs is what lo lots of folks refer to them as, real estate investment trusts. Uh, we spoke to one of those real estate investment trust sponsors this week. Uh, very interesting program. Um, apartment rentals, uh, good cash flow, nice dividend, good long-term track record, no work. It's a passive mm -hmm. investment, no work. You don't um, collect rents. You don't change light bulbs. You don't do that stuff. They do all that as part of the process. Um, long-term track record, very honorable, very, very interesting. Gary, thank you for the call. 610-720-7900, Alyssa at AskMTM.com. On a recent show, uh, you two, two um, discussed I-bonds new to me. They seem too good to be true. What is the catch? 
Is there a source of historical returns for I-bonds over, say, the last 10 years? Can I open a joint account with my wife? The online application for a new account does not seem to offer this option. I want to avoid probate for my estate as much as possible and have beneficiaries for my other accounts. So, I-bonds. I-bonds. They do sound good. They do sound too good to be true. They're not, but there are some limitations, right? I sure. mean, restricted on, what is it, $10,000 per year that you can buy. Per taxpayer. You have to do it online unless online. you have a tax refund and Ooh. you buy a paper w- version when you collect your do your tax return. And almost so, nobody has it. No, that's right. <laughs> no. Um, I don't know the answer to the historical return part. Yeah, the historical returns are dreadful. And I'll explain why. Because inflation has been low. Low, until now. exactly. Mm-hmm. Until... Um, uh, whoever is in charge down there uh, <laughs> came in, um, particularly the four years previous, uh, we were running some of the lowest inflation rates in history at the same time that the economy was growing at the highest rates in history. Um, Jimmy Carter, perhaps the only human being in America who is uh, happy with the current administration uh, because now he is the second worst president ever, um, <laughs> It, they, that was stagflation. That was inflation was ridiculously high, but the economy was barely limping along. Jobs were very difficult to get. It was a horrible, horrible time. That is not what we are facing. We are facing a growing economy that is not stagnant. We are facing historically high inflation. That is dreadful. The previous four years, I'm going to guess that the I-bonds averaged between 1% and 1.5%. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No one was talking about these before about six, nine months ago when the inflation numbers started to come out and they found out that because of energy policies driving energy prices through the roof, not Putin, because of power, not Putin, because of the situation. Policy and Putin both start with P, so I get why it's confusing. Yeah. Well, and the policy that we get is poo-poo. So <laughs> there's so poo. Maybe that's what they meant when they, they, we think they're saying Putin, they're saying poo-poo policies um, have driven energy costs through the roof, mm-hmm. uh, energy costs negatively affecting literally everything in our economy. <laughs> Literally everything in our economy. Um, we have now, we got people going, whoa, 8%, 9% guaranteed? The Hello, answer is, yeah. And, and, and if you're willing to live with the restrictions, uh, you have to hold them a year. Uh, if uh, t- Theoretically, they're five years. Mm-hmm. You have to hold them a year. Then you can leave. And if you leave, you give up three months interest. Mm-hmm. So I tell people, if you can get one now at nine, which is roughly what they're being issued at, and that's good for six months. The second six months, even if it goes to zero, you made 4.5% guaranteed on a government-issued bond for a year. Where are you going to get? Where, yeah, mm-hmm. where are you going to get there anywhere else? Um, so he um, also mentioned two other quick points about um, trying, to, hoping to open a joint account, but they're individually individual. Owned. And then he asked about avoiding probate with beneficiaries. I believe you can put a beneficiary on the I bond, isn't that right? Not sure. I I looked into it and um, I can't remember exactly what I found, but we can help with that, Anthony, if you want to 
uh, call and follow up. Um, just go on the website and we'll look through the options there. But Excellent. Yeah. 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Lourdes. Good morning, Lourdes. Good morning. How are you, James? Oh, I'm very well. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. Listen, I'm going to speak to you later in the week, okay. but I have a question and my granddaughter might be around, so I, I wanted uh, to catch you privately. Okay. So my uh, granddaughter does swimming as a sport in school, and they came to her and asked uh, volunteers to uh, teach kindergartens after school how to swim. Nice. What she didn't know, yes, she got paid for it. Oh. So she, yes, they paid paid them for, for doing the swim club anyway. Mm-hmm. So she earned some money, and I was wondering... Since she's earning money, can I start at Roth IRA for her? And what are the guidelines like on that? Like, is it her whole pay? Can I put in the gross? Or um, you, you, first of all, um, good for your granddaughter. That's so wonderful. Oh. That and and she's doing something she loves, and she's helping little kids. And how she's that's fantastic. Um, so, can you start a Roth? Yes. How old is your granddaughter? 14. So, the Roth would actually need a custodian. You can be the custodian for her, but it is her Roth. It is her Roth IRA. Right. And you can put okay. in up to 100% of what she earns during the year. Perfect for the year. So, I would wait because she's probably going to get some more opportunities till the end of the year. Yep. And you have the ability to set that up up until April 15th of next year. Perfect. That's what I wanted. April 15th following year. Okay. Now, um, anything else on this? Nope. And, And of course, as you well know, all you have to do is ask and we're happy to help. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, I will do that. Now, the other thing is... Uh, we're going to have to put you... Uh, uh, hang on. Oh. We're, we're going to have to put you back on hold because we've got our last okay. break of the show. And when oh, we return, geez. we'll be back with you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. 610-720-7900 if you'd like to join this wonderful lady on hold and have your questions asked in the final segment. 610-720-7900 after this on More Than Money. more than money. I am your host, Alyssa Young. Uh, We were just on the phone with Lourdes before the break, and she asked us about whether she could start a Roth IRA for her granddaughter who got paid for teaching swim lessons. Lourdes, you had another question for us. John, we have Lourdes on the line still? Okay. Yes, yes, I'm here. Okay. Sorry. It's okay. So I have... So go ahead. What else did you want to ask us? So I have a 13-year-old that I'm going to actually um, have a grandson 
come and help me with like weeding and uh, cleaning out like the basement, things like that, do chores that give him chores to do. And I'm going to pay him. Can I start a Roth IRA for him? Yes, you can. Yep. And how do I, how do I prove his earnings? Oh goodness. Um, literally you don't have to prove his earnings. Uh, okay. One way you could do it is is rather than giving him cash, you could write a check. Okay. A second way is that technically, and if Diane were here, if that is her real name, she would know <laughs> the exact number. I think it's anything over $600 in a year. You can give him a 1099. You should give him a 1099, and he should file his own income tax return. So that would be really cool at 13 to start having to file his tax return. (laughs) So the uh, requirements of opening the Roth IRA do not include providing the custodian with any kind of evidence that this was really earnings. So if he makes three or four hundred bucks and you want to start a Roth for him Mm -hmm. for three or four hundred, you can absolutely do that with no struggle whatsoever. Perfect. Thank you so much. You guys uh, are great. Uh, Listen you're, to every Saturday. Nah, uh, you're great. Thank you so much. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, God Bye-bye. bless. Have a good God, weekend. You too. God bless you. Uh, yeah, if you get the impression that that young lady is just the sweetest thing, it's because she is. She's the <laughs> sweetest. 610-720-7900. We have another a caller who wants to talk about IRAs. Uh, Karen's on the line. Good morning, Karen. Good morning. And actually, you answered my question because before you guys went to the break, I was thinking, I wonder, do you, and you already answered it, do you need a W-2 in order to do those Roths for someone that young? And my, my, I was going to give an example of when I was a child, I'm not a child anymore, <laughs> but um, I used to have a after-school gig babysitting, you know, and I didn't get a W-2 or anything like that. She usually paid me in cash. So in situations like that, and you just answered it, I guess you do not need a W-2. No, you really don't. There's so many. And, and your example's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. There are tons of young people who are babysitting, um, tons of young people who mow lawns and shovel sidewalks in the winter. And they, you're right. They don't get a W-2. They don't get a 1099. It doesn't matter. They have earned income. You keep track of it. Uh, you have a little notebook, a little ledger, a little something online that just keeps track of whatever this young person has earned. And the custodian does not require it. I, I have never, never had the IRS challenge a contribution to a Roth IRA on behalf of a young person. So the likelihood that there's even a question is incredibly low. They really do want us putting money away for retirement. So there's, there, there's not a lot of motivation for the IRS to give us a hassle, but uh, as long as you have some reasonable um, numbers. Now, the, when I say reasonable, that's really important. You and and the the last caller would do it according to to the book. You would do it legitimately. We many years ago, when the Roth first came uh, into fruition, had an individual, a gentleman who was not as honorable, and he wanted to set up an IRA for his a Roth IRA for his one year old infant daughter. 
and, and I said, okay, what are you paying her for? Uh, uh, yeah, she can be the model in our, in our advertising and I can pay her five or 6,000 bucks a year for, and you know what? <laughs> don't be, don't be, don't be yeah. that, that way. If you want to raise a red flag, that would be a good way to do it. Jeez, My five year. month old earned 5,500 bucks this year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just, oh my goodness. Karen, I hope that helped. It did. It did. Thank you so much. I wish I had known about this when my children were younger because they would, uh, they had all kinds of uh, uh, after second W two fours W twos, and I wish I had known. I think um, that last caller gave everybody um, a, a lot of insight. So thank you so much. Oh, I'll right. remember it for my grandchildren. Hopefully, uh, God willing. God willing. <laughs> God bless you. Yeah. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Oh, wonderful. Just wonderful. That's, yeah, that's a helpful conversation for people. I like the um, suggestion to keep track. So even if you don't need to show proof, it's a good idea to just have a notebook, a piece of paper, a spreadsheet, something that on this day I did this babysitting job and I got paid this much. On this day I cut this person's yard and I got paid this much. Um, that's a good idea to have, if nothing else, to look back on fondly 40 years from now and say, oh, look how much money I made when I was a teenager and I was, you know, out there. Well, I, I think that's a that's a excellent observation. I will add a uh, another watch this excellent observation. Um, do you keep track of how many miles you run? I do. Why Why do you do that? Um, I do it because I like to um, set goals. For right. myself, sure. so it um, motivates me to do better. So it's a goal-setting process, mm -hmm. and it's a motivation process. Mm -hmm. Does it give you any, I, I don't know, uh, satisfaction? Absolutely. So goal-setting, motivation, satisfaction. Um, let's pick on the 13-year-old who's pulling weeds and... Um, uh, carrying stuff up and down stairways from the basement. And at the end of the day, I'm just picking a number, uh, is, is handed a $10 bill. Hmm. That was nice. Okay. Um, doesn't particularly do anything important with it. Um, m maybe a $10 game, maybe a book, maybe, and it's gone. Mm -hmm. As opposed to the 13-year-old who is educated, trained, mentored, guided by a parent, by a grandparent to say, we're going to keep good records. We're going to keep good records. Um, how much money did you make last month? I made $10. Um, how much did you make this month? $20. I had a very good month. <laughs> um, is there any possibility... Well, Grandma, um, I'm available for next weekend if you need anything done. Or how about Grandma becomes his agent? <laughs> and at 13, next weekend, Grandma's got all her stuff done. But the next-door neighbor a needs... Uh, exactly. That fence, oh, that fence, that drives me crazy. I'm wondering, you know, it's going to need to be scraped. It's going to need to be sanded. It's going At a 13-year-old, uh, being able to, to do productive work and keeping good records... So the first month, they make 10 bucks. By the fourth month, they're going, what else can I do so that when I look at my account book, I'm ahead, not behind? Yeah. Goal setting. 
motivation, uh, gosh, um, satisfaction of a job well done, uh, training a young person to be uplifted by their own effort. If you don't keep records, if you don't keep track, it's, uh, yeah, I made 10, but I, uh, I don't know. I don't think I worked out. I don't remember if I worked that. That's why we keep good books. That's why we keep good accounting. It's good training now for motivation, inspiration, goal setting. It's good training later so the IRS doesn't kick your ass. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Um, bottom, oh, bottom line, uh, this is an opportunity across the board because folks that are listening, you have your own children, you have grandchildren. Yet it, we are all, we are all bemoaning, bemoaning the kind of uh, country that rewards people for the wrong things. Uh, you're not going to work. We got, we, well, we have to give you money. You're not willing to stay in school. You're not willing to develop your skills. We have to give you a higher minimum wage, even though you're bringing nothing to the marketplace. You have to be rewarded for the wrong thing. In this case, well, and this past week, we're rewarding people who borrowed money and didn't pay it back. And we're thumbing our nose at people who borrowed money and did pay it back. Mm -hmm. They did the right thing. And the government goes, eh, I'm not that interested in you because you probably, if you were responsible and, and a solid citizen and borrowed money and got trained up and then paid it back because you got a good job and you're willing to work hard, you're probably not going to vote for us anyway. So we want to buy as many votes as we can get by getting a hold of the people that we need to reward for doing the wrong things. This is an opportunity. What we just kind of stumbled into. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. This is an opportunity for so many of us. So many of us, I think about my 15 year old nephew. He's a tremendous kid and a hardworking kid. And the opportunity to set him in motion, keeping good records, not because the IRS is going to bang on his door. Not yet. Not yet. But because it's goal setting, an incredibly important skill, almost never taught in schools. <laughs> it's motivating. It absolutely is motivating. It keeps you... Are there day? Do you love to run every single day? You, there, you, every time you put on your sneakers, you are thrilled out of your mind. Not every day. Not every day, but you still do it. That's right. Because you're adding to your miles and you're keeping good records and you 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 want to keep motivated. That's right. It was one of those things where it's like if you break your habit, it's easy to fall <sighs> out of your routine, and then it's. You have to dig yourself back out, and uh, you don't want to do that. So. Exactly, <laughs> You're at, because you've had that experience. Yeah. You've gone through that where, I'll try it. I, I won't keep track for a while. I'll just take a few days off, and all of a sudden, a few days is three weeks, and and you're not happy right? because your goal-setting system is off track. Your motivation's off track. The, the satisfaction's gone. You're not feeling the pride of accomplishment. You're, you're losing all that. You've experienced that. One of the greatest pieces of steaming hoo-ha that has been published and has been published time after time after time because one person repeats the lie and the lie and the lie. Uh, it takes 21 days to make a habit. 
And of course, it takes 21 days to break a habit. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it takes an eternity to make a habit. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to run six, eight, ten miles a day? It's a hard habit to start and keep. You want to break that habit? About three days. It's very easy Ugh. to break a habit, and that's why I'm very pretty strict with myself about sticking to my routine. How many times in the last five months have you seen me eat chocolate in the office? Well, you didn't at all during Lent. Zero. Uh, yeah, maybe. Because it's heroin to me. Yeah. And I can't if it's it's easy. to It's a slippery slope. Yeah. Kids need to be uh, educated exactly the same way, yeah. using exactly the same tools that adults use to keep themselves uh, on track for important goals, motivated, and enjoy and they deserve to enjoy the satisfaction of a job well done. Um, this past weekend, my nephew and his brother were uh, with us um, uh, up at our place for a few days with their family. It was a great weekend. It was fantastic. And uh, we had a project, project that uh, my wife's been saying, when do you, when do you figure you're going to do that for <clears throat> two years? Anyway, um, <clears throat> did I say out loud, two years? <laughs> Yep. Um, my daughter Alyssa was there. My daughter Megan was there. And uh, my nephew Nathan. And the four of us worked on it. I was so proud of them. M- my daughters are amazing. They're, they're very, very skilled. He's 15. And he's working side by side with women in their mid-20s. And he's right there. And, he, and, he, and it, when we were done, you want to talk about proud? Oh. <laughs> it's... Please don't rob your kids. People go, how, how did America get to this? It, it was one person at a time, one poorly elected person at a time, one set of uh, bad judgments exercised on a daily basis, one person, one group, one team, one school at a time. Uh, how's it going to be corrected? One kid at a time. That 13-year-old boy is going to learn that pulling weeds if 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 they we follow this system, writing it down and keeping accounts, he will he will learn goal setting. He will be motivated. Hey, what else can I do? What else can I? Do? Uh, we pray for kids that are that the phrase "What else can I do?" comes out of their mouth. That's <laughs> what we pray for. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. We go to the phones. We talk to Gary. Gary, good morning. Good morning, Gene. Good morning, Alyssa. Good morning. That's a tough, that's a tough act to follow there, Gene. But we've all just, if, if you're in the uh, PPL um, utility you know, zone, residents have just had two whopping increases and in businesses. So residents have had two 25% increases. I think the second one is literally this month. And then businesses had a 30-some percent increase back in January. Did a little research, and there's a really neat solar and, – and Part of these increases are driven by the fact that the power company wants more people to convert to solar. There's an incentive for businesses to do it, but there's no incentive for homeowners. But there's an interesting program that will basically loan the money to a business or a homeowner or a, or a landlord to put solar in. And then you pay, you, you pay the monthly loan payment as part of your property tax. And the significance is, and you folks get it significance is it becomes 
a, a tax-deductible principal and interest payment, which you normally wouldn't get because you pay, you pay debts back with after-tax cash flow. This is called the CPACE program. It's all of a sudden made, made investing in solar for your, for your property, your home, justifiable in both Pennsylvania and in New Jersey. Uh, both states are, are kind of leaders in this. It's called CPACE. Um, not many people know about it, and um, it allows the homeowner to, to not have to write the big check but to finance it. I don't know if you're aware of that. Not aware of that, and uh, we'll do some research and get that um, under control so that if folks have questions about it and how to uh, access that, reach out to Alyssa, Alyssa at askmtm.com, and we'll get you that information. Gary, Thank you, Gary. Fantastic. You're welcome. Thank you're you. You're welcome. Take care. Six one zero. You know what? No, no six one zero. Um, we're we've got five minutes or so in this edition of More Than Money, so we'll uh, turn off the phones for the moment. Yes. Yeah, I have something to to talk uh, about with you. Uh, can you do it in under five minutes? I think so. Okay. This past week, the chief executive officer of J.P. Morgan Chase, Jamie Dimon, uh, Jamie, told investors to prepare for an economic. Hurricane Armageddon. He says the economy is struggling against an unprecedented combination of challenges, tightening monetary policy, the war in Russia and Ukraine, um, the Federal Reserve trying to rein in inflation. And so he says, we don't know if it's a minor hurricane or super storm Sandy. You better brace yourself. So uh, one of our our clients heard that. And um, along with the forecast of a food shortage this fall due to um, costs of, you know, fuel and other uh, factors for farmers and truckers. Um, What happens in this unprecedented situation? Will it put us in uncharted financial territory? Will the buffered funds we've been using to give downside protection fail to do that? There's nowhere else to go cash, metals, what what's what happens are you are you afraid what kind of um advice do you give or what's your perspective on this uh economic hurricane warning yeah i'm um, my first piece of advice is to stop listening to people who get paid for scaring the crap out of people thank you jamie diamond (laughs) been around forever there's a guy named harry dent he's been predicting literally financial armageddon for 22 years he wrote his first book, the coming the two thousand, the year two thousand, the coming crash. He's been predict. He has successfully predicted uh, nine of the last two recessions. He is just <laughs> they get paid for scaring the crap out of people. Stop listening to that. Use probabilities. Use sound judgment. Use um, appropriate strategies. Talk to people who have, this is not their first rodeo. They've been through financial challenges in the past. Uh, Maybe somebody, I don't know, that has 780 years of experience. And I I was there in 87 when the stock market, the Dow went down 30% in one day. In one day. That would be like Monday showing up and the stock market goes down 10,000 points in one day. That was interesting. And somehow we survived. In 07, 08, 09, stock market went down 54%. Somehow we rebounded. Somehow we survived. Uh, there are techniques, buffered ETFs, this client mentioned, very effective. 
uh, the only way they go off the rails, they are not guaranteed by the issuer of the of the fund. They're not guaranteed. They're guaranteed by the financial system. They have purchased options. These are issued and run by the exchanges, the New York Stock Exchange. So, sure, New York Stock Exchange goes to zero. I think we have bigger issues to worry about than whether your IRA went down. Because the economy, the, 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 the capitalistic system will have to go down for you to lose money. So building protections in, using uh, a broad, wisely diversified uh, approach using investments that have traditionally um, uh, been proven to be uh, useful, not guaranteed, useful in these kinds of challenges makes great sense for a guy that's just obsessed with having his name in front of human beings and be seen as something that's some sort of uh, uh, predictor. Is that what we came up with? Predictor? (laughs) Uh, project (laughs) projector Projector. he's a projector Um, actually in this case I think he is a projector Um, uh, bottom line is uh, do what wise people do Um, um, make sure that you have more than enough to cover yourself for an extended downward period Um, make sure that your investments are strategically placed in an intelligent fashion monitor like there's no tomorrow stay in touch with your advisors and communicate regularly, make adjustments as are appropriate, and turn, turn off that stuff. All right. Turn off this. Thanks. Turn, turn on more than money. Ah, <laughs> for those of you that would like to take advantage of anything that you've heard on today's show, including all of the opportunities to meet with some wonderful folks who give you their uh, uh, second opinions about lots of topics absolutely free, all you have to do is ask. Send us an, uh, an email, Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com, gene at askmtm.com. Go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. And, of course, you can always go old school, 610 610-746-7007. 610-746-7007. Zero, zero, 007. Folks, enjoy the weekend. It's gorgeous out there. We'll see you next time on More Than Money.